Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm not here to waste your time. Okay? I certainly hope you're not here to waste mine. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Two little mice found in a bucket of cream. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. Be water, my friend. Welcome to Unstrategic, the podcast about digital strategy. Strategy is just making a decision, setting a goal or objective, and then choosing the path you feel will best get you there. I look at it as taking a trip. If you pick a particular destination as a place that you want to go, there are multiple ways of getting there. You can take the freeway, you can take the back roads, you can take the scenic route. Hey guys, I'm your host, Adam James Lamagna, and today we're going to be talking with Matt O'Brien. Matt is the director of strategy at a Providence-based digital agency called Oomph. Like, put a little oomph into it. It's got a little more oomph in it. Oomph? Sure. Matt has played several roles in the tech industry from web admin to project management, and now in a director position to help lead an agency. But he still finds time to work closely with clients and help solve their challenges. I'm enjoying the strategic part of things now because it's an opportunity for me to just go out, meet with clients, figure out what their business goals and objectives are, and then just try to really help them achieve them by leveraging digital technology. So it's really cool because you know, I get to, I get to help people grow their businesses online, and I think that's, that's super rewarding. I worked with Matt for almost two years at Oomph, and he was instrumental in helping me develop my skill set and knowledge base in web strategy. I knew he would make for a great guest on the podcast because his skill set, his experience spans many disciplines. I first worked just doing basic desktop support for people and then slowly kind of rolled into being a network admin. So I got my Microsoft certified uh, software engineer um, and I was network admin for a company for a while. But what happened was I, I supported a, a particular uh, type of software. It was a client server software. And as, as our company grew and expanded and had multiple locations, it was really challenging uh, for us to kind of have a, a single point of data with this client server type uh, piece of software. So we, we started exploring the idea of creating a web-based application uh, so that regardless of where you were, you know, everybody could have access to the same tools. Um, we could have all of our data, you know, recorded in one area. And then, you know, that would, that would give us uh, more information to, to make, you know, decisions on for, for the organization. So uh, because I was the main guy that supported the client server software, they said, hey, why don't you, you know, why don't you support um, the, the development of this. And um, so I did. And I started to kind of learn a little bit about, um, you know, database, uh, database structures and kind of database architecture. And then I started to learn a little bit about programming and just basic HTML and CSS. And um, I slowly became the product manager and, and, and then s sort of it evolved into me getting into the web. My next job, I became a project manager for a, a web development agency and um, and then, you know, ended up here at Oomph, started off as a project manager. Oomph is where I currently work in Providence, Rhode Island. And um, I was a PM, project manager for, for a little while. And then 
I got promoted to be the, the, the director of strategy. And it's probably because, you know, I've worked on a lot of different technologies and I just have a really broad understanding of just, I would say, technology and digital technology in general. And you would say your, your discipline lies in web strategy. Yeah, I would definitely say web strategist. I mean, I've done a lot of other things. Um, I I had my Google pay-per-click certification. I was Google Analytics certified. And I've done kind of some digital marketing projects, but mostly I would say it's 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 web strategy, you know, creating you know digital websites uh, for 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 consumers. Now, just to give you guys fair warning, when Matt and I end up talking about strategy, we we tend to go in many different directions. I guarantee you there is a point to each direction that we go in, and Matt has some great insights to share with every topic that we talk about. So Matt, I ask everyone, what is strategy to you? Okay, so uh, prior to this interview, I was going to use the chess analogy, but that's on your website, so I figured... <laughs> <laughs> no, use I, the chess analogy, no, please, no, because no. I, I only have a picture of it on the website. No, I just, you know, I, I decided to just even uh, think about this even more simply. It's strategy is just making a decision, setting a goal or objective, and then choosing the path you feel will best get you there. And... And I guess I, I look at it as taking a trip, you know, uh, if you pick a particular destination as a place that you want to go, there are multiple ways of getting there. You can take the freeway, you can take the back roads, you can take the scenic route. There's a lot of ways of getting there, but you can still arrive at, at the same objective. So strategy is, it's just, it's picking the route that you feel is going to best get you to your destination. The one thing that I would say is is this, is that obviously each destination is different. You know, if you're going to a, a tropical destination, you, you know, you're going to pack differently. You're going to travel differently than if you're going to, um, you know, a, a colder area. So I feel like it's tough because you can't always use the exact same strategies or tactics to be able to get you to your destination. So you have to be, you have to be flexible. And um, I think one of the things is just you got you to gotta listen. Gather lots of information. Listen to your clients. Listen to your clients' clients if you can. Yeah, review analytics as best you can. And just try to gather as much data before you go anywhere. Because, it's again, it's like taking a trip. Go on TripAdvisor. Get, check out the reviews. Like, it's... It's all about gathering as much information to understand what the different possible routes are, and then 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 you can you can make a decision and start headed down a path. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think you touched on a lot of really great points. Uh, one point was analytics. So let's talk about that for a minute. When you when you get a new client and you dive into their analytics, what are you looking for specifically? 
Yeah, I think, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that you look for. You want to look at the type of content that people are engaging in. Um, you want to see how they react to, to the content. And you can look at things like bounce rate and time on site and stuff like that. But you also want to look at the, the various paths that people are, are, are using to get to the website. And, you know, are they coming in through social media? Are they coming in through search? Are they coming in? Th but... But I think Google Analytics is, it's good, you know, it's, it's, it's a great tool, but I, I encourage people to look at, to use other analytics tools. Like, Which tools would, would you recommend, Matt? Okay, so I love Hotjar. I'm all about Hotjar right now because it's, it's a heat mapping tool. And um, there's a lot of heat mapping tools out there. You know, there's, there's Crazy Egg, there's Clicktail. And can you explain what a heat map is to the audience? Yeah, so a heat map is basically to take a, it'll take a screenshot essentially of the page and it will show you essentially where people are focusing their attention. And there's different kinds of heat maps. There's what we call a mouse movement heat map. So it will record where the cursor is on, uh, on the page and it'll show you mo it basically like in, uh, where most people are pointing their cursors on a page. And what that's indicative of is people tend to p put the cursor where they're reading. So that helps you see, you know, what, what's the content that people are reading. There are click maps. What are people clicking on? You know, are they trying to click on things that are interesting to them or, or that aren't even clickable? Um, there's scroll maps. How far down the page are people actually, are they getting to the information that's two-thirds of the way down the page or not? And it just kind of helps you to see how people are interacting with the existing content and the existing um, layout of the website. Yeah, so that's really interesting. So when a client comes to you and they they want to know more about you know what their users are doing, or or you know how their users are engaged, are you guys performing any type of uh, primary research like surveys, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. There's a client that we have. We did something completely new for them. One of the things that we always want to know is okay, so like who is your customer? You know, who are they, personas, and why do they come to your website? What, what, what are they looking for? What information are they trying to find? And they said, oh, yeah, we know that. And they said, here are the reasons. And we, we, we thought to ourselves, that doesn't seem right. We used Hotjar. And what we did is we, we ran a survey and we said, hey, if you wouldn't mind, can, can, we, can we get, you know, you to fill out this quick survey? And all we want to know is... Can you self-identify, you know, which one of these types of people are you? And can you tell us why you're coming to the website? What type of information are you looking to find? And lo and behold, it was a lot different than what our client thought it was. And that completely changed how we architected the, the menu structure, how we laid out, you know, the information on the homepage and Having that information prior to even going in and creating, so measuring something based off of what currently exists completely informed that new thing that we were going to build. Which is awesome. Um, I think that's really cool. Now, what happens when you're working with a client and they, they don't have the money for primary research? Are you guys just looking at the competition? Um, what's that process look like? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you do. You look at competitors you know, and uh, you try you try to just identify what competitors are are doing and what you think is working for competitors. But then then the other thing is is just in some cases, you know, there are just some industry standard best practices, you know, and um, 
we've got a wealth of experience and knowledge that we can draw on where we can just say like, look, you know, there are companies out there uh, like Good UX, which is a great, great blog, and they run split tests as a for example, and they share the results of the split tests with you. And they, so they can say like, hey, we ran this test already, and we can tell you that um, you know, doing it this way works better than doing it that way. So we do you know, try to stay as up to date on, on, yeah, on those things as possible so that if, if you know, the situation arises where we, we can't really run surveys in and gather this, uh, this first party data, we can at least use some sort of second party data to be able to help inform our decisions. So Matt, I usually ask guests, what are their favorite uh, tips and tricks and exercises to use with their clients? I know you have a number of, of tactics kind of in your back pocket to, to whip out. What are some of your favorite exercises that you like using with your clients? Yeah, I mean, I think doing uh, like all, all the different testing exercises that we do are, are super, super uh, informative, you know, like the tree jack testing and um you know so testing out your information architecture and then yeah um yeah. you know can you explain what tree jack testing is i can yeah if they haven't heard about it yet um so tree jack testing is a tool that allows you in a designless interface basically to test out your navigation so what you would do is you would propose the the site nav the information architecture uh, based off of you know your research and and what you think would be uh, the best way to architect it, and then you can give um, your your testers basically, um, and that that could be people that you know, or you can actually pay for testers, um, and they you, you just give them a series of tasks, and you say like, okay, you know, if if I was looking for this information on this website, you know please click through my navigation and tell me which page you would find that information on. And then, you know, they, they click through basically and uh, they say, well, I think it would be on this page and they submit their answer and you have a, a series of questions that, or, or tasks that you ask them to complete. And, and basically you record all of that and you can, you can now measure and say like, you know, okay, um, you know, uh, maybe this particular page is not in the right location. You know, someone is looking to go get our, our contact information, but, you know, 50% or more of the people couldn't find the page where that's going to live. So either I need to put it in a different location or maybe I'm not even, maybe I just need to change how it's named in the navigations. It's a cheap tool. It doesn't take a lot of time to set it up, and I really think that for the low uh, amount of time and money that you're going to need to invest in this, like you're just going to have that much more assurance that whatever this new site is that you're going to roll out is going to have a clean, simple, and easy-to-use navigation, and I think it's just worth it. Yeah, that's a great tactic. I'm going to have that in the wrap-up. So I was also going to ask you to talk about the 20-second gut test because you – you brought that to uh, to my attention. I didn't know about this before I started working with you, and it's a really cool exercise that you can do with clients. That's quick. Can you can you talk about the twenty second gut test? So so um, trying to get a uh, a consensus <laughs> on design aesthetic in a, a discovery a session can be a challenge. Um, so like, how do you? How do you understand um, what people want their new website to look like? And, and the, the, the gut check exercise is super cool. So what you do is you just 
you pick a variety of websites um, that you think uh, could offer up some potential design paths, if you will, or look, you know, kind of a look and feel uh, for, for this person's new website or this client's new website. You take screenshots of them, and what we've actually started doing, which is kind of cool, is we're, we're grabbing both the desktop and the mobile view. And uh, yeah, and so you create, um, and we put them side by side on the same on the same page. And you create a slideshow, and you grab like, uh, we like to do between 15 and 20 of them, if at all possible. And so you put them into a slideshow. And what you do is uh, you, you create some score sheets. And um, so when you go into the client, um, what you do is you say, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to show you these different websites, a screen grab of them for 20 seconds. And what you have to do is you have to grade it on a scale of one to five. Everybody in the room each gets a score sheet, one to five. And you, and you say like five is like, this is amazing. I want my website to look like this. And one is the opposite. Like, I hate that. Please don't incorporate any aspect of that website. And so, and so you run, they get 20 seconds, that's it. And so you run through all the slides. And at the end, when everybody's done having, you know, scored every single one of those sample websites, you, 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 add, you, you add them all up and you, and you figure out which three were the highest scoring amongst the group and which three were the lowest scoring amongst the group. And then you go in and you talk about each of those and you say, okay, why do you like these three? Or why didn't you like these particular three? And what's good about that is when you're talking about that, you get to learn how they talk about websites and some of the terminology that they use. Like, you know, because someone can say like, oh, I want, I want it to be clean. Well, what does that mean? Well, yeah, well, now you know what clean means to them because you have an example of it, very, very specific. And it's also your opportunity to educate them as well and tell them like what some of these different things are and help them, um, you know, come up to speed on some of the terminology uh, that you might use. So yeah, thanks for, thanks for reminding me of that. That's a super useful design exercise. You know, Matt, one one point we didn't touch on was SEO, and I know you're pretty big into SEO. What do you What do you like about it? Uh, what I like about SEO is you don't have to spend a ton of money <laughs> on paper clicks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I I feel like, and I feel like it's cool now because it SEO has shifted more from like a keyword optimization strategy more towards like a um, like a a human optimization strategy, and it's like what do you mean just, by that? Well, you know, it's 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 more now about like creating a good user experience because right. um, if if Google serves you up in the number one ad slot all the time for a particular search because you're uh, you're properly optimized for that, but but everybody goes there and they constantly bounce, mm -hmm. that's not good for Google because that 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 just that's a signal that um, they're doing a crappy job of getting you the information that you want and. It's it's it doesn't build trust in them as a as a search engine. That's a great point. Yeah. So I mean, not that people are going to stop using Google because they got one crappy search result. But right, right. But if if you if you have a, a great user experience, you go there. The content is on point. It's what you were looking for. It's easy to read. It loads fast, and like you're not getting bombarded with pop up ads. Like then great, you're going to dive in further. And Google says, all right, like, good job, website. You gave our customers, the searchers, exactly what they were looking for. So we're going to reward you for that. 
by keeping you in a, a good position and getting you more traffic. What is that? Man, I don't know. Ask Google. Human optimized. I like that. Um, so, hey, I, I know you know you also are involved in writing a lot of user personas, and we've talked about you know creating personas on on previous episodes here. What's what's your process for putting together um, personas? To me, it's it's about it's about a couple of things. We need to we need to answer a couple of questions. I think it's three simple questions. It's basically who are you? What problems or what challenges are you looking to solve? Or like what information are you looking to gather and how are we going to solve that problem, you know, fill that need, um, give you that information. And that's pretty much, in my opinion, like the way that I would boil it down. And I, you know, so the who are you is, is, is the demographic stuff, basically, like the, the demographics, the, the psychographic type of stuff, the what are your habits, you know, how do you typically spend your time during the day and then like the what do you need like are you coming here because like why are you coming to me <laughs> you know what what kind of information are you looking to gather what particular challenge are you looking to solve are we are are, are you a marketing person and you just are looking for us to uh, create a tool that's going to increase leads or something like that? Or are you looking to buy a particular product? You know, how are we going to solve that? Is it is it through some content? Is it through what whatever it is? So just figuring out the answers to those three questions and then just kind of prioritizing those people and prioritizing them based off of like percentage of revenue. Like how much of your revenue are these people going to account for? Or do you want them to account for? Because that could really heavily influence how we lay things out or how we design things. I would just rather keep it simple. Who are you? Why are you coming to the website? And how can I help you? And because that's what that's what it's about. The, what I was talking about, the human optimization piece of things earlier, like how can I help you? That's it. That's what I want to know. Because if, if I can help you, you're going to be happy and you're going to come back to my website. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. So we are going to be wrapping up here soon, Matt. Can you share with the audience, um, you know, what, what blogs are you reading right now? What, uh, what, what sources are you going to currently for, for information? I love the Moz blog. I love Think with Google. I mean, I love distilled.net. I think that's really, really interesting. Another one, it's a paid subscription, um, Ann Handley Marketing Profs. Marketing profs. So yeah, that they have a lot of really cool stuff. And so you know, I think what's interesting is like I talked about web strategy and stuff like that at the beginning, but most of the blogs that I like are more like digital marketing blogs. <laughs> no, I totally get that. I mean, th those blogs are are super informative, uh, and I appreciate you sharing those sources. But uh, final words: what would you what would you say to either newcomers in the business or or really anyone in general? And don't ever be so tied to a particular piece of technology. Like if you invest super heavily in like, I'm, I'm going to just learn, I'm going to become an expert in this one thing. I feel like you're going to become kind of like, I don't know, not needed after a certain period of time because technology changes, it phases out really quickly and something new is always coming up right behind it. So like, you know, study up. <laughs> 
learn this stuff, you know, become good at what you do, but always be looking to what's next and having your eye a little bit on the future. Yeah. Great parting words, Matt. Thanks for being on the podcast and guys, we'll be right back with the wrap up. All right. So the wrap up number one strategy is like taking a trip. There are lots of different destinations and you can get there from many different paths, but you need to plan and gather as much information before you start making decisions. Number two, check out Hotjar. Now Google Analytics is a great place to start for analytics, but Hotjar will give you heat mapping and you can learn where users are putting the cursor on the page, which gives you an indication to where they're looking on the page. And it will also help you look at things like conversion funnels. Now guys, I will be putting links to all these different tools that we're talking about on the unstrategic blog. Number three, use TreeJack testing to test your client's navigational structure and terminology of the menu. Now it's done by optimal workshop. And again, I'll put a link on the blog Four. If you want to get a better understanding of your client's propensity for design aesthetics, do a 20 second gut test where you show your clients a screenshot of a website for 20 seconds and ask them to grade it from one to five and show them 15 to 20 different screenshots. But it will give you better insight into what design style your client is looking for and what they mean when they say or use certain terminology. Number five. Don't be tied to any one piece of technology. Constantly evolve in the tech space. All right, guys, I'm your host, Adam James Lamagna, and we are working on some brand new episodes right now. Unfortunately, we won't be back for about a month while we continue to produce the shows. So go back and listen to some of the older episodes. And as always, feel free to reach out on social and rate us on iTunes. Cheers. <laughs>